Welcome back to the series of Naked and Real with the Rev. The subject is Bewilderment by Reverend Teresa Heipel, Master of Divinity with Counseling Ministry. Bewilderment is a subconscious desire to frustrate ourselves, preventing us from pursuing our goals or achieving the success we crave. Why in the world would we purchase bewilderment? Why would we want to frustrate ourselves? Could it be that we want to make our negative thought process be right? These are all questions that we must answer in order to move out of bewilderment. Many of us, including me, have been told a lot of stories, whether consciously or subconsciously, mostly subconsciously, that I'm not worth it. Who gives you the right to say you are not worth it? There are parents who call their children a dumbass. What parent in their right mind would ever put down their own son or daughter? There are people, which include parents, that have a narcissistic personality disorder, which is characterized by the personality traits of persistent grandiosity, a personal disdain, lack of empathy for other people, and has an excessive need for admiration. I know some adults who have had these type of parents. God bless the children who had to go through all of this in order to grow and become the good human being that they are today. We frustrate ourselves so we don't have to have the pressure of our parents to work to perfection. There are only two things in life in which perfection is a must, music and math. When playing a musical instrument, you must know how to count, feel the rhythm, know your fingerings, and know when to come in. There is more music in the rests than in the notes played. Think of Handel's Hallelujah Chorus. At the end of that triumphant chorus, there's a huge break, and then the last Hallelujah. Handel composed Messiah without getting much sleep or even eating much food. When his assistants brought him his meals, they were often left uneaten. His servants would often find him in tears as he composed. When he completed Hallelujah, he reportedly told his servant, I did think I did see all heaven before me, and the great God himself, seated on his throne with his company of angels. And that came from the tabernaclechoir.org slash article slash history of handles hallelujah chorus that html. Just writing that and reading that gives me chill bumps all over my body. It's a magnificent piece of work, piece of work, and everyone I know has heard that piece at least once in their lifetime. We are bewildered at how these famous people did those type of things. Same with the professional sports players. How did they get to be so good? The answer is that they had a vision in their mind, and God graced them with some abilities, and all they had to do is to refine their skill in order to make it to the professional level. They just had to work a little harder and a little longer than most of those who were just playing to have fun. Professional musicians live their life practicing, and when performance day comes, they are ready to perform. Those who have the chutzpah make it. They are the ones that have the real drive and people behind them encouraging them to keep practicing. Practice does make perfect. I heard a story of a young man who was really good at the piano, and he was so good that he could have been a professional. He started doing it for others rather than for himself, and intentionally made mistakes while playing the piano in a recital. 
He was frustrated or bewildered at the pressure and didn't want to be an automaton with someone telling him what he was supposed to do rather than what he wanted to do. There are times in our lives that we are so pumped up with excitement about doing something we were really good at and practiced for and was chosen to be a part of the group and then all of a sudden the rug got pulled out from under you. I'll give you an example from my own life and you can write your story in mine. I was a junior in high school and I was involved in all type of musical activities which my parents affirmed in all of their children. There's four of us. I was the youngest of the four. My mom said to me, Teresa, why don't you try out for the European choir tour that is coming up? I said, Mom, you and Dad don't have that kind of money to send me. She said, if you get accepted, we'll find the money. I tried out, and yes, I was accepted. This particular place where I was accepted was a music camp, and I had been there for several years. There were a lot of details to take care of. The camp administrator said we girls had to wear dresses and pumps. I hated that part of it. We were representing the United States, and we needed to dress well. I'm a jeans and t-shirt person growing up on a working farm. My mom and I had to go out and buy all the supplies that I needed and get a passport and so on and so forth. This was several decades ago. They sent a cassette tape and the music to me to practice. All music had to be memorized before we were there. We had a few months to learn the music. Since I also play piano, I was able to sit and play the music as well as sing my part with the music played on the cassette. The day was coming to get ready to go to camp and practice with the others. It was a very exciting time. We were going to Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Belgium, the Netherlands, and a couple more countries. I was taken up to camp by another family because their son was going to camp that same week for piano camp. I got settled in the dorm where we were staying and went to the first practice. Shortly after I got there, I was called out by the camp administrator and went into his office. He said, Teresa, you can't go. Excuse me, I said. He said, you can't go. Why not, I asked. He said, you have allergies and we don't know what you are allergic to. I'm thinking, really? I'm like, you're kidding. No, I'm not, he said. I said, well, you're taking a nurse. Can I stay with the nurse? Because they were taking a nurse in case of emergencies. No, you cannot. Wow. Okay, I got all these dresses and pumps, and now I have to go home. I find the couple that took me up to camp and tell them I have to go home. Back in that day, there were no cell phones. My parents had no idea what was going on with me in the camp experience. When I arrived home, my mom met me at the car door. She said, Teresa, why are you home? I said, Mom, they won't let me go due to having allergies. Boy, was she ticked off. She was so angry that she went downstairs to the electric typewriter. Sorry, young people, laptops and desktops were not in homes at that time, and typed a 10-page letter to the camp. In our family, we cannot say words like shit or crap. These are bad cuss words. She'll see downstairs typing away, and I think she may have made a mistake on the typewriter keyboard and said, Damn! <laughs> I had never heard my mother cuss before. I'm at the top of the stairs and yelled down, Mother! She said, Oh, be quiet! <laughs> that was very eye-opening to me to know that my mother would cuss. I was 17 year years old at the time. I am laughing as I write this and talk about it, but it was not a laughing matter at the time. 
I have one leg three quarters inch shorter than the other, and I did not have lifts in my shoes at the time, so all of my dresses had to be rehemmed. My mom spent a lot of time and money getting me ready for my big trip. It would have been a trip of a lifetime. We cannot take back the dresses because they are altered. From that moment of frustration, started a whole lifetime until this past year where frustration won all the time. Now I have finally felt all of those emotions that were stifled from that experience and many other frustrating experiences and have let them go. We all need to let our frustrations dissolve. Feel them all intensely. Cry if you need to. Feel them. Deal with them. Let them flow through you. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you need to cry, cry. If you are angry, feel the anger. Let the anger out. Not on your loved ones, but speak it out loud. You don't necessarily have to con confront your loved one about it. It could be they have passed on. If they have indeed passed on, it is even more important that you release your hurt and frustration. Please know that when you release this frustration, your soul will be will feel whole and complete. Amen. So what are you frustrated or bewildered about? What in the past is still frustrating you? Will you please release the frustration so you can grow and become calmer? Will you allow all of the feelings to come forth and let them engulf you and envelope you until the feelings have subsided and you have dealt with the problem? If we don't deal with this bewilderment issue, then we will be bitter, which is the next emotion in this series. <laughs>